Psalms 24, verse number 1, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Are you with me? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Thank you, Lord. He shall receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Salon. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selam. Father, I thank you for the day, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you have given us this day. God, that we as your people can hear. Lord, that we'll be willing today to open our hearts and our lives, Father, that you could dwell therein. And God, that we as your people help each other, Lord, along this pathway. So Lord, teach us today. Teach us, Lord, that that we need to know. And he, Lord, that only he can do the things that needs to be done. Let us bless your name, Father, for healing that's come to our brothers, God. And we thank you now in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. The thought I had on my heart tonight is the thought where I preached here a while back about being teachable. You know, it's hard to teach anybody anything, especially if they're not willing to learn. Or they're not willing to accept the truth. Even if you have it in black and white, a lot of folks don't believe it. Even if you have history of the black and white that you're reading to them. It's been proven over thousands of years. Some folks still don't believe it. They're not teachable. But I thought about as I read this psalm here, as the Lord lead us in his pathway... And I wondered if we could be taught to walk in the ways of the Lord. I wondered that. I wondered as I read this, it said, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Well, it set the boundaries already. God owns it already. He can either build it up or tear it down. But I'm just wondering if we realize who owns this thing. Who's in charge? Thank God it ain't Joe Biden. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend in the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Let me throw a nothing in there. I'm glad it ain't Democrat or Republican. I'm glad it's a God thing. 
these paths that we as men of God try to teach through our preaching and Sunday school and Bible schools and coming to church and some people hear and some people don't hear. How many times did you go to church before you got saved? How many preachers did you hear before you got saved? How many of you wanted to hear since you got saved? Woo! <laughs> I've got a cheering section already. <laughs> that blowed my mind right there. I've lost all train of thought. Verse number six. This is the generation of them that seek him. That seek thy face, O Jacob, say long. Are we that generation that's seeking the Lord? I don't think so. I think the generation that we're in right now is seeking everything but God. I think they're seeking pleasure for themselves more than they are the things of God. I believe they're searching for the almighty dollar and popularity more than they are God. I've thought of many a times as our Senate and our illustrial elects say that they're voting for the people hogwash hogwash they ain't voting for the people amen or this world wouldn't be in the mess it's in I thought about as our servicemen go to war and lose their limbs and they have to come in and rely on somebody else besides our government to help them DAV disabled American veterans why because our government is not doing their job. Amen. What we elected them to do. And I thought about as they give themselves a 25% raise a few years back. 25% they gave themselves. Oh, how did that come about? They got to vote on it themselves. I mean, if you're going to give me the vote to whether I'll get a raise or not, I'm voting for a raise. How many's going to vote? No. The budget can't handle it. Well, we'll just take it from the poor and give it to us. Amen. So, the Lord is trying to teach us in His Word, are we able to be taught? Are we seeking His face? And I thought about this, all the campaign slogans is given out and how that they instantly become Christians around election time. Yeah. They'll even drag their pastor and their church into it where they go, if they go. Yeah, to con up a few more votes. And I thought about, what are they trying to teach us? Well, the Indian had a saying, forked tongue. Speaking one thing and doing another. How many we got sitting on church pews doing the same thing? Amen. I'm saved. Well, you ain't living a saved life. I'm saved and baptized. Well, you sure ain't showing much of it. Amen. I thought about these things as I was looking up for this message. In chapter number 25 here in Psalms and verse number 5, it said, lead me. I tell you, this generation's hard to even lead them into thy truth. And what? Teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. 
That's a big statement there to last. How many people could you mention tonight that stop waiting? They're not watching anymore. I remember talking to some in days past and they'd say, oh, I'm just not into that anymore. I'm just not into that anymore. What did the last three words say? All the day. Teach me, Lord. Teach me to look for you and watch for you. Teach me, Lord, that that you are the only way. You're the only hope. You're the only power. And you'll have the final say-so. Teach me that, Lord. Psalmist is trying to help us. Look in verse number 1 of 25. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Well, isn't your soul close to your heart there? Because the Bible said where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Now you think about it tonight. What is the psalmist trying to teach us? How many treasure the house of God anymore? How many treasure good old dinosaur preaching anymore? How many really treasure that? Does anybody in here listen to 780? W-O-L out of Forest City. There's some of them old preachers on there I still love to hear. It's been dead for years. I still love to hear them. Preacher Bill Bright's on there a lot. I love to hear Preacher Bill. And that old boy out of uh, Georgia or Louisiana, I was trying to remember his name. I hear him a lot. He'll talk a while and then he'll get excited and preach. And I thought about these old leatherback Hard nose, you're just too strict, they say. Well, if you're teachable, you're going to find out the ways of the Lord is tough. They are narrow. And few that find it and enter therein. So if it's narrow, it's not a broad way. Amen. You can't come in the house of God anyway, live anyway, teach anyway. Walk anyway, look anyway. Hey, listen, if you're saved, there ought to be a different look about you. There ought to be a different voice in you. There ought to be a different praise in you. Mm, The things of this world shouldn't matter as much as they used to. But he said there in verse number 5, Thou art the God of my salvation. My salvation. Salvation is of the Lord, the Word of God said. So if you have true salvation, you have the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? I'll be able to teach you something about Him. Boy, it's quiet. I must not be preaching good. Chapter 27, verse number 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Are you with me? We need to know the right way. I tell you, I hope and pray to God that the children in this place are learning the right way. Because when we die out, they're the only ones left to carry it on. I'm talking about 
you know, having church without a light show. Having church without head-banging music. Having church where people put on their best and come and do their best. Amen. Listen, I didn't say you had to wear a tie. I just said you ought to wear your best. Amen. I don't care if it's blue jean with patches on it. Amen. Because I wore many of them to church. Iron on patches, sewed on patches. When I was a little boy, you had to hem your own pants because you needed the bottom of them to fix the holes. Amen. I remember those days. But we went to the house of God. We were clean. We went to the house of God. We reverenced the house of God. Because our grandparents and parents taught us. They'd beat the soup out of you if you disregarded the house of God. Why? Because this is a holy place. Teach me, Lord. Teach me. And if we're not teaching them and showing them the right way, what will the next generation be? Light show won't be nothing, will it? I mean, all this has come about in our lifetime. What's going to happen in their lifetime? Ooh. I remember 1987 when I got saved. Sting and some other group was having a heaven and a hell tour together. Well, what's heaven and hell got to do in the same show? And if you turn the music down to where you couldn't hear it, they both look like hell. They all had hellish movements. So that told me they were both going to hell. Amen. Listen, I don't believe that God wants his people to look like the world, talk like the world. Act like the world. I believe God wants his people to be a separate people with some standards about them. Amen. Some lines drawn. I'm not crossing that line. You know like the Bible you carry. Amen. That ought to be a line. I am sold on this book. The old King James. I'm sold on it. You can't buy me out. You can't buy me out of it. I'm sold on old time heaven since sin killing salvation because it's of the Lord. I'm sold on old time preaching that gets to the rubber meets the road. Amen. I know that sometimes we as preachers are rough. You go to Jamaica and mention Glenn Griffith, this is the first words they'll say, Glenn Ruff. Glenn rough they'll say and they're shaking their head the whole time Glenn preaches hard Glenn rough they'll say what is he saying Glenn don't care to get in the pulpit and say hey alcohol will send you to hell and a bar right beside of them see it's become prevalent over there that alcohol is nothing getting that way in America ain't it it's just another drink of water oh it's just a drink Sit down and drink it. Well, the word of God said don't put no strong drink to your mouth. So I'm going to go with the book. Amen. But see, they don't like that over there much. That's rough preaching. They don't like for you to preach on shacked up. They don't like for you to preach on live right. Baptized. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Because they're all going to heaven, but they ain't right with God. They'll all tell you, oh, I'm saved, but I just ain't been baptized yet. 
Well, if you ain't been baptized in the Holy Ghost, friend, you ain't saved. And if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, it'll change your life and your attitude and your action and your voice, amen, will change. Your mind thought will change. And you'll want to go to the water and get baptized. So there's a counterfeit. It's happening in America too. It ain't just there. Oh, I can live any way I want to and go to heaven. No, you can't. It's God's heaven. It's God's deal. And God only let in those that are under the blood. Are you with me? Say amen. He said there in that 11th verse, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. You ever heard this saying? It's plain and simple. You've heard that. I know you've heard that in your life. It's plain and it's simple. Listen, this Bible ain't hard to understand. Sin is sin. And anybody can sin. And everybody was born into sin. That's the part we don't understand a lot of times. Hey, you didn't have to do nothing. You were born into sin. Amen. Psalms 90, verse number 12. Psalms 90 and verse number 12. The Bible said, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Anybody in here tonight over 50 year old will agree with this statement. I wished I'd have done more sooner. C.A. Hensley was laying on his deathbed Dean Owensby and I went down to visit with him, and I said, Uncle A., you was ordained in 1936 when you was in junior high school. I said, you pastored six churches in Buncombe County. I said, give us some wisdom and tell us what you wished you had done more of. He said, I wished I'd have done more for my Lord. I wished I'd have done more for my Lord. That was the only thing that was on his heart and his mind. I wished I had done more for my Lord. What is he saying here in this scripture? Are you with me? What is he saying to you and I? So teach us to number our days. We only have a certain amount of time here. And we better be about the Father's business. (laughs) I'm a great one to stand up here tonight and talk about this. I wish to God that I'd answered the call when I was 12 instead of waiting until 32. 20 years I wasted on Dennis. 20 years I wasted on myself and doing what the devil wanted me to do and enjoying it and running with it. Amen. Thought I was the big dog. What could I have done in those 20 years wasted for God? Now let me sharpen the pencil just a little bit. What could I have done since I've been saved that I didn't do? Teach me, Lord, that my days are numbered. Can I help us all tonight? Now listen carefully. We don't know how many days we got left that we'll be able to gather in the house of God. Are you listening? Oh, that'll never happen. Oh, yes, it will. You better read your Bible. There'll come a day when they'll heap to themselves 
teachers have an itching ear. They're going to outlaw me and Brother Terry and Chris and these other preachers that preach this hard gospel that we preach. They're going to make it a hate crime. All they want is a motivational speaker. So we better realize our days are numbered in more ways than one. Uncle C.A. said this to me too, and I'm glad the Lord brought it back to my remembrance. I was asking him, I was a young Christian, I was a young preacher, and I was asking him about the rapture. And he said, let me tell you something, son, you may not have thought about. I'm fixing to be raptured before you. He said, I'm fixing to leave this world. And that's a type of the rapture. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, he said. And I had never looked at it that way. So if our days are numbered, you may leave this world before I do. You may leave before anybody else does. So shouldn't we utilize the days and try to be teaching this book, this Jesus, this baptism, this love, this mercy, this grace. Shouldn't we be teaching that? Listen, listen, if you've learned anything here, you've been taught that. You should pass that on. Because our days are numbered. And Uncle A laid his hands on Brother Dean and myself, and this is the first words he said. He said, Lord, give them a double portion to what you gave me. And I thought to myself, if I have to pastor 12 churches, I won't have a hair left on my head. <laughs> think about what I just said. You think pastoring's easy? <laughs> the front row's too hot and the back row's too cold. Am I telling the truth? In the same building and the thermostat on the same setting, we'll come in one day and we're fanning and the next day we're freezing. And it's all the preacher's fault. <laughs> we'll come in, there's too much singing, there's not enough singing. Amen. There's too much preaching, there's not enough preaching. In the same congregation of people. Am I right? We don't realize this may be the last message any of us hear. The rapture may come tonight, we all get out of here. Oh, I hope to pray that you are ready to meet the Lord. Psalms 119, verse number 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Uh-oh. He's done asked a hard thing, ain't he? <laughs> Do you take correction well? Do you we really take it well? What my Jamaican friends are saying about Brother Glenn is he's rough on us because he's reading our mail. He knows how we're living. He knows what we're doing. And he knows the word of God and it ain't right. Therefore it makes it rough, don't it? Makes it rough when we're caught up with, are you with me? And the Lord said, listen, you ought to know my word and my statutes ought to be hid in your heart that you might not sin against God. The brother handed out this morning the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt, and there was some thou shalt not. 
How many is more guilty of we should be doing and we ain't doing? Say, oh, me right there. Yeah, we're guilty of that. We know to do it, but we don't do it. Oh, teach me, Lord. Teach me thy statutes. Are you agreeing with that tonight? He said, blessed art thou, Lord, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. Are you with me? Psalms 119, verse 108. Have you found it? Except I beseech thee the free will offering of my what? Mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. <laughs> the word of God says that we're going to be judged by every word that proceedeth out of our mouth. Even the idle words. Ooh, we better understand that one. Every word that you have ever spoken, God will judge that. Had preacher for lunch, God's going to judge that. Had church for lunch, God's going to judge that. <laughs> Had the Sunday school teacher for breakfast or lunch, God's going to judge that. Have you talked about the choir? Was it good or bad? God will judge that. Amen. Talked about anybody in church? God's going to judge that. Teach us, Lord, that we're going to have to give an account. For every deed done in our body, we're going to have to give an account. Ooh, boy, it really got quiet now. You know, we don't want to accept that, do we? Oh, I was just kidding. I didn't really mean it. Why'd you say it? Because you're as mad as a wet hen at the moment, wasn't you? Yeah. And you let your mouth fly off. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. See, he put it under the blood. Amen. Teach us, Lord, that's what we need to do. Put it under the blood. Oh, by the way, if he comes back and calls me a dinosaur later, God's going to say, you didn't mean that to start with, did you? You didn't truly repent. Oh, boy, you jumped into that one right at the right time, Chris. You helped me, son. I appreciate it. And I'll get to say, snared by your own testimony. How many ever been snared by your own testimony? I'd put my feet up if I could. Yeah. The fat lady didn't sing, right? <laughs> no, I'll never hear the end of that. And I wouldn't even think of that. But it just happened that she was right beside of me when I said it. Maybe she just took it wrong. But isn't it funny that God is trying to teach us about what we're talking about? Can I help all of us tonight? When you're talking about this church, you're hurting all churches. When you're talking about this preacher, you hurt all preachers. When you talk about this gospel, you're either helping or hurting this gospel. This gospel is in many churches around here. The same gospel that preacher Carl Rowland taught me, I'm still preaching that truth. 
Amen. So when you're talking about me, you're talking about him because he taught me. I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from a lot of other preachers. Preacher Lamb, Preacher R.J. Reynolds. I learned a lot. Tommy Hensley. All of these old timers learned me a lot. They were teaching me and they didn't even understand how much they were teaching me. Are you with me? Say amen. Oh Lord. What about a free will offering of my mouth? I'm going to put it this way and we're going to move on. When was the last time you testified? Freely. I'm going to help us or kill us. God help me to help them please. Is the only time you testify is when God's given you something? Can't you just stand up sometime and say, Thank you, Lord, for being God. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding the blood. Not that he blessed me with a car or whatever. Seems like that's about the only time that we'll really stand up and praise God is when God has really done something that we wanted done. Well, I'll tell you, you needed salvation more than you needed anything else in your life. And if we learn anything tonight, we ought to offer him a free will offering with our mouth. Stay with me. Are you with me? Say amen. <laughs> I want you to go back to Psalms 55, and then we're going to go over to the book of Luke. Psalms 55, are you there? Verse number 17. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. I wanted you to know tonight that God wants us to pray. Are you with me? If, notice in verse number 18 there, he hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, Ceylon, because they have not changed. O oh Lord, therefore they fear not God. Do you fear God tonight? Now go over in the book of Luke. Luke chapter number 11. And verse number 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. And John also taught his disciples. Are you with me? Teach us to pray, Lord. And I'll leave us with this thought tonight. Is the only time you pray is when you want something? Oh God, my light bill's past due. I need some money, Lord. Lord, I need a car. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, I, I want this. I want that. When's the last time you got down praying 
and just praised him in your prayer life. Just got down thanking him. Didn't ask him for nothing. Just blessed his name in prayer. Lifted his son up and praised his name. When was the last time you earnestly got down and done those things? I believe we can learn a lot tonight if we just understand sometimes we ought to get down and just say, blessed be the name of the Lord. I've got down on my knees sometimes and just sung Amazing Grace. You ever done that? I've got down on my knees and just said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've got down on my knees and just cried. Wept. Both ways was I crying. Sometimes because of the joy and sometimes because of sorrow. Burdened. Get down on my knees and go to pray and go to crying. Boy, I'm glad God understands that language. I'm glad God's able to decipher every tear that's ever been shed, whether it was tear of joy or tears of sorrow. God was able to decipher that. So teach us, Lord, to pray. Now let me help you. I read a couple of scriptures there. We ought to pray more often than we do. Earnest prayers. Can I say this without hurting your feelings tonight? Not repetitive prayers, but heartfelt. Coming and just talking with the Father. Teach us to do that, Lord. You want your church to be a better church? Learn how to pray. Learn how to pray. You want your preacher to be a better preacher? Learn how to pray for your preacher. Amen. You want the service better at your church? Learn how to pray for the service. You want you to be better? Learn how to pray for yourself. Amen. And it ain't give me Lord, give me Lord, give me Lord. It ought to be, what can I do, Lord? What can I do? Then there ought to be a line in there that says, what should I do? Then the last line ought to be, Lord, what have I done? And then you ought to say, God, forgive me. (laughs) God, forgive me, because I know when you get to what I have done, there's some things you ain't done. And then there's probably some things that you did you shouldn't have done. Let us stand tonight. This ain't no shouting, running the aisles message. This is a message on teaching. Teach me. That's the first thing I want you to understand here tonight. Get personal with God and say, God, teach me. Learn me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Lead me that I might learn of you more, Lord. And just put yourself there tonight. Say, God, I I hear the preacher. I heard the message. And God is spoke to my heart that I need to do something. So teach me, Lord. Teach me how to pray. Teach me, Lord, how to learn of you. Teach me, Lord, that I might grow in the grace and the knowledge. Teach me, Lord, that I might be a blessing to the church and to you and help to the preacher and the preaching and joy for those that's outside the safety of salvation that they'll want. Jesus in their life. Teach me, Lord.
Put it personal tonight. Will you do that? If you need to come kneel in this altar, you come right now. Father, some are making their way to this altar tonight. Lord, we're a church that needs to be taught. We need to learn these things. We need to accept, Lord, thy chastening hand sometimes. Lord, when you're speaking to us, it's rough, it's hard. But God, through the preaching of the word, God will be set free if we hear and obey. So Lord, help us. We're trying to get ready for revival. Teach us, Lord, what we might do to help encourage revival at our church. Lord, help me that I might have revival in myself and others might want what I have in Christ Jesus. Teach us, Lord. Lead us. Guide us. Direct us, Lord. Help us to pray the right way. Help us to receive it with gladness. Help us to bless your name for it. For we ask it tonight in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.